This week we're talking about our first space walk and talk. It's a new segment where we talk about spacewalk, EVAs, and this week we're talking about Artemis and Artemis 3. That's good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everybody to Today in Space. This week we're going to do something a little bit different as you heard in the intro. Uh, I'm trying to figure out more ways to put out content that I can really get into and have that creative process. But I'm also on the continuous journey of making Today in Space daily and, and, and you know, growing to that point. And it takes uh, not only sheer madness, but it also takes consistency and, and working on it. So one of the things that I'm working on is going on daily walks and, and, and giving myself the fitness that I do not give myself from all of the things that I do. I'm sitting right now. I do have a standing desk. Um, but right now I'm sitting, but I can't stand, and those little things help. Uh, but going on the daily walk is really important. Uh, so this segment came up. Uh, I was doing my usual thing on my drives, as I'm sure most of you are doing, where you're listening to a podcast or something else, one of the podcasts I listen to, and I haven't listened to in a long time because I've been out there trying to make sure that we're putting this content out there, is Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, if no one knows who Gary Vaynerchuk is, go look him up. I'm sure you'll you'll find him. Uh, but his podcast, he actually, in the last year, and that's it's really crazy to think about how long it's been since I've listened to his content, but I think he'd think that's a good thing. Um, this is this is a longer intro than I was hoping to make. <laughs> so, <laughs> to make a long story short, he did this segment where he just went on walks uh, and talked about things. I think he was, he was, what was he called? Walk and talk, I think is what he called it. And so uh, what I wanted to do was do a version of that because that, I mean, clearly I'm motivated by doing this podcast. So if I can, just like I did with quitting cigarettes, if I can put that motivation into, take that energy and replug it into something like the podcast and the creative outlet, uh, there's this like untapped power source. Uh, but I, the, you know, part of the reason why physically I'm in the shape that I am is because I have not had balance in that area. So I talk about the balance. We have a whole segment about that. So this is me uh, putting up, putting it out there and, and and making it serious in a way that hopefully will motivate me. It's already, I've already done a, a few of these walks this week and had something to talk about while I was doing that. So that's what this segment is. So I am... Uh, giving Gary V credit for it, but ours is going to be called Space Walk and Talk. And maybe the name will change, but basically it's going on a walk and being physical, but it's also talking about spacewalks and extravehicular activities. And and the thing that the the things that the astronauts throughout a pot well, throughout the entire space agency, right? Uh, you know, Russia uh, and China is also involved and 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 all the European Space Agency, Canadian Space Agency, and obviously NASA, all of these astronauts have done spacewalks of some kind, if I'm not mistaken. And there's just the astronaut, right? I think maybe some of the Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin stuff that's going on, uh, and even SpaceX to a certain degree, there's the the high grade of astronaut and 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 what it means to be one of those great human beings who who has uh, all of the training and is has the right stuff, as they say, right? We are entering a new era of human spaceflight. And so I think it's important to not only 
uh, talk about it on the podcast, but for me to refresh up on it too, right? So we can all um, start having a conversation around what it really means to be an astronaut. And I think the Inspiration4 mission, which we'll talk about here in this uh, this week's Space Walk and Talk, and with Artemis 3, the first woman and first person of color to step foot on the moon, that's all extravehicular activity. Going on the moon is an extravehicular activity. It's a spacewalk. And so we're going to, every time I go out there, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to talk about the things I'm thinking about as the research, as they come to me on these walks. It's a way for me to put it out there, to, to offer some co- some kind of thing, to be like, hey, I'm doing it. Come join me. You know, and if you're going on your walks and you want to tell me what you're thinking about and what you're working through, um, that's let's that's what this is for. So we're trying out trying out something new. Appreciate you guys, um, everything that you do, following us online and, and reaching out. It's been it's been really great talking to so many of you, and I, I I can feel the excitement around Artemis. I'm getting so excited about it's right around the corner. I mean, it's it's crazy. Not this weekend, but the weekend after, um, on the 27th of August, there's even a, a, a SpaceX launch that night, so I've never seen the night launch, so I'm gonna get to Florida in the morning, and then go hang out, uh, see my friends, and then I'm going to a rocket launch. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch a night launch for the first time, so there's a lot to be done, and then that Monday is the first of the three launch window opportunities for Artemis 1, August 29th in the morning, so I'm gonna get my bearings that weekend, and it's very exciting. The Space Launch System and Orion rolled out from the VAB last night. Took like 10 hours with the mobile launch tower. And it looks beautiful. I can't... I, I'm, I have chills thinking about it. So I, <laughs> I am getting ready. We've got uh, a lot of different tools at our disposal to create content, a document while we're down there. I'm very, very excited, and I cannot wait uh, for it. But thank you for joining us. Enjoy our space walk and talk, uh, and let me know what you think, and, and it'll evolve over time. We'll iterate, you know? So um, that's it. That's it. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out us online, AG3D Printing, uh, to see our lab, to see all the stuff we're doing there, our... It's a 3D printing lab that we bring our ideas into reality. We, of course, have the James Webb Space Telescope model that we're working on and, and iterating. We're on V2. You can check out the last episode to see more about that. And, you know, there's there's so much that we're doing there. And then we're available if you want to bring any of your ideas into reality. So hit us up, ag3d-printing.com, whether it's designing, 3D printing, or you want to get a 3D, 3D printer yourself. You know, I've, I'm happy to, to get you guys into it. Someday there'll be a training course when I find the time to build something like that um, so that way you can help you, you can start 3d printing from home right um, that's that's long term but short term you can check out our Etsy store ag3dprinting.etsy.com it's our small shop on the internet it helps fund things like the Artemis 1 mission remember there's going to be an Artemis 2 and then an Artemis 3 before the first woman and the first person of color gets to step foot on the moon and uh, we're going to need to pay our way down there. So you can help us do that. And that's going to be amazing. Thank you for doing that. If you already have, free way to do it is subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever. And you can help us by spreading the word, spreading love, spreading science. 
and following us online, Today in Space Pod on Instagram, Today in Space on TikTok, Today in Space Pod on Twitter, and Today in Space Podcast on Facebook. We're going to go live for Artemis 1 and probably that Falcon 9 launch on uh, the weekend on YouTube. So uh, make sure to subscribe to us there to get our live coverage. We'll obviously put audio of it on afterwards, but if you want to catch it live, that's where we're doing it. Don't worry, if you follow us anywhere, you'll see it. So without further ado, please enjoy this version of me putting the... Uh, money where my mouth is that's not the term i'm looking for but regardless it's 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 me putting it out there trying to make myself get motivated to uh have balance and and uh treat myself well but also share some thoughts in the in the process and hopefully we can all get healthier and better together so that's it okay (laughs) bye enjoy hello everybody this is a new segment that i'm going to try out It's called Spacewalk and Talk. Basically, it's a good way for me to put myself on the record that I'm actually going out on walks. You know, I spent a lot of time in front of a computer to do this podcast, to edit, to research. But I also sit in front of a computer for my day job as an engineer. So needless to say, my body was already not in great shape before the pandemic. Pandemic it all into whack. It's really bad, actually. I could barely, could barely walk a mile. And I'm building myself back up out of that. But this is just a good way for me to put on another episode, gather some thoughts that I have anyways. I mean, one of the things that I do when I go on these walks is gather thoughts for the next podcast. So this is just kind of a way to get all that together and I'm going to do this while I'm walking or right after I walk, but basically the idea here is to keep myself honest, and I know I've spoken to a bunch of you about kind of where everyone is. You know, there's plenty of things we can do better, so I figured I'm going to work on it myself. If that gives you a little bit of motivation to go do it yourself, let me know what you're thinking about on your walks. We can cover that, but the spacewalk and talk. I think the first kind of focus is going to be about the history of actual spacewalks, extravehicular activities. You know, spacewalks historically were part of the original space race, right? The Russians were the first ones to actually perform a spacewalk, which almost went terribly, terribly wrong the spacesuit was actually leaking and they had to they had to get him back in without obviously rushing and failing to pressurize the spacecraft because you know spacewalks as cool as they might seem and all that they're extremely dangerous and that's everything that astronauts do but the key is that they they prepare for all those scenarios luckily In that first attempt, the Russian cosmonaut was able to get back inside. Of course, we didn't learn any of this until years and years later. But now, spacewalks are conducted pretty regularly for maintenance on the International Space Station. And going forward, Polaris Dawn is going to be testing 
SpaceX's spacesuit technology with the Dragon capsule to eventually test out the spacesuit technology of SpaceX so that they can then provide a suit for extravehicular activity, which is just a necessary part of having spacecrafts, human-rated spacecrafts. And, you know, one of the things about about the current spacesuits, it's something that's been kind of a an ongoing problem. NASA hasn't, or at least it's been way too expensive and challenging for NASA to make a new spacesuit that does all the needs for what an astronaut needs. One of the biggest restraints right now for spacesuits, especially for EVAs, spacewalks, is that mobility, like holding on to tools, like the different things that the astronauts have had to do, the different tools that they use in space, not only have to like make sure they don't break anything and they don't, you know, torque too much or is there needs to be like a very, very good understanding of how to use that tool. And they practice with that on Earth before they go up there. But there's a lot left to be wanting for spacesuit mobility. There's been a lot of ideas. The latest NASA one is just too expensive and still doesn't really provide the range of motion that's needed. But the SpaceX spacesuit in comparison, which is also the in-flight suit they use for the Crew Dragon, super slim, super futuristic, and it's about finding a balance between those because not only do you have to protect from the vacuum of space, you also have to control the heating and the cooling that happens in space, which is almost instantaneous. The temperature fluctuations in space are wild, and you could, on the front of your body, be facing the sun, extremely hot temperatures, and on the back, where you have the shade, is as cold as the vacuum space. So those giant differences in temperature is challenging to deal with. That's why you see a lot of the spacesuits compared to the original spacesuits that were these thin, thin like mylar looking sheets. They've expanded because the technology had to get better, not only protecting the temperature changes, but also things like radiation and other things that you might experience when you're not covered by the spacecraft, which itself doesn't have a great shield, but it's better than nothing. So there's a lot to be considered as far as spacesuit technology is concerned, especially for the EVA, because whether it's micrometeoroids, you know, little bits of pieces of things orbiting, let's say, the Earth right now, with the International Space Station or anything we'd launch off Earth, but eventually with the Moon and even Mars, like the more that you can make that spacesuit survivable and rugged, but also free to move is really important. It's funny, it actually makes me think a lot about my situation physically and why this spacewalk in fact is so important. Because for me, a lot of old injuries, broken ribs, some other stuff that I'm working on structurally, and then sitting all the time, my muscles are fatigued. A lot of stuff is just 
too tight, and so walking does a combo of getting me loose and getting the blood flowing and building a little bit of strength. You know, it's about the consistency of it. And when you don't do it, you lose that strength. You, you lose that flexibility. And I ain't no spring chicken anymore. So there needs to be even more of an effort. Do pretty good with the food, but can definitely, definitely do better. And be more consistent. I guess it's, it's less about being better and it's really, I guess, what it comes down to for spacewalks too, right? Is you want to be consistent with your training, your expectations. You want to be consistent with how you interact in space. You don't want to make movements, things that you haven't trained for, unless it's absolutely necessary. But that consistent training, that consistent rigor that the team has, the astronauts, when they're in space, to make sure that they've got the whole procedure down is super important. And one thing that you'll notice with spacewalks, maybe we'll close with it on this, one of the things you see on spacewalks is they may have like a, an amount of time that people are supposed to go for the spacewalk and it ends up, and it ends up taking longer. And that's very true about life too. Sometimes the stuff you plan for, you've looked at every single scenario that you could possibly imagine. And then when you actually go to do it, there's stuff that you just didn't realize. The environment's different. Something else changed. Something you didn't know was a variable that is now in play. And when you're on a spacewalk, there's no, uh, you can't just stop the simulation, right? You can't just, you've got to proceed the best way that you can. You try and do it safely and you work the problem. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of life lessons we can get from the space things. Space activities and just for life in general. So I think I'll leave it nice and short for this one. I'm going to try and add bits and pieces on my walks, but basically this, this will become some kind of a compilation of my walks, of the ideas that we spend time on here, and I'd love to know any topics that you want to cover, or if you're going on a walk, what do you think about? That's it. That's my, uh, that's my first space walking talk. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, have a good one, folks. Be good to yourself. Get off a walk. Peace. All right, space walk and talk part two. So continuing on our theme from before, we're talking about spacewalks, extravehicular activities, and one of the things that we're looking forward to with Artemis three, it'll be the return to the moon, first woman, first person of color to step foot on the moon. There's inevitably going to be an EVA, right? Like the moon landing. Walking on the moon is an EVA. Going outside of the spacecraft to fix Hubble, to fix the International Space Station. Those were all 
EVAs of some kind. And the most important thing is to keep your head straight and to make sure that you're able to concentrate and make good decisions. And a lot of that comes down to whether you've got enough oxygen in your bloodstream to keep yourself thinking straight, right? And this kind of topic, you know, the first thing that makes me think of is um, fighter pilots, right? When they're pulling huge G's and G-force, you need to do that hook technique where basically pumping up your bloodstream with oxygen because it's, the blood is getting literally sucked out of your brain because of the force of whatever you're, you're flying, right? Fighter jet. Same is similar, I've heard, with launching into space as a human being, right? You have to go through the training to make sure that your body can even handle the G-forces. I think there's a great late, a great new example of that with the Inspiration4 documentary that happened where they covered the first all-civilian mission to launch into space and to orbit farther than the International Space Station that even goes into space. So, being able to handle those G-forces and having enough blood and oxygen in your brain are really important. One of the things that I learned in life as historically, I did not have great grades in college. I really just had to figure figure my uh, my life out and kind of my own learning style. But basically, because I felt like I was stupid, I would get stressed, and that would take blood away from my brain. So I learned a little bit more about biology and started talking to people trying to just get more and more information because it was like either I am too dumb for aerospace engineering or I just don't have the skill set that I need to be successful. And it ended up being that. It ended up being that I just need to learn more skills, get more confident in my own abilities. And then it didn't really... It was less about the goal of being perfect and knowing every in and out of every detail of every aerospace class, it became, all right, I don't know this now, but I have a technique for me to learn it, and learn it quickly, fail quickly, but learn it quickly. And so in that sense, I learned that stress and anxiety make you stupid. And what I've been working on lately to tie this all together <laughs> is... I had come across a human being called Wim Hof originally on a Vice documentary, which is out there. It's like a 45-minute episode where they, you know, deep dive into his life and what he's doing. And you know, he is a he is a yogi, but he's also been getting involved in scientific research with legitimate research institutions who 
have tested his breathing technique and his cold exposure technique where he's able to push his body way past what we would expect the norms of human body to be able to handle. And in some cases that has been, you know, doing a cold plunge and swimming underwater while holding his breath for many, many minutes. He also did a similar thing where he walked a desert and didn't have like a ton of extra water, but was able to retain the resources he needed to actually make it happen. And at the core, and I highly recommend you go check out Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. But the short story is that his technique is showing the potential for what we consider the autoimmune system, not controlled by us, right? It works automatically. They've done research where they injected him with a neurotoxin. He was able to use his breathing technique to fight off the infection. And then, to really solidify the research, he taught 10 people the same technique. And apparently, all 10 of those people were able to fight off the neurotoxin. The reason I'm telling you this is because I started using his breathing technique when I was learning that stress and anxiety piece of my life. And it helps me get through some of the challenging section of my life where I was still trying to figure out. I was still, I think I had just started this podcast and being able to get more oxygen, more blood flowing through my body into my brain helped me out tremendously. And I was having a conversation with someone about this recently and after having COVID, you know, my lungs are certainly not where I'd like them to be. And if you guys are long listeners of the podcast, you know that I also smoke cigarettes 24-7. And when I started this podcast back in 20... Was that 2014? 2015? I had just quit cigarettes. So the entirety of today in space is my life after that period. And I came across a guided breathing session. It's 11 minutes. And I've been doing it every day this week. I'm on day four. I'm doing it at night. And at first, you know, through the exercise, you hold your breath for a minute, minute and a half. There's three versions of this. And basically, I was unable to hold my breath for like 15 seconds. Because <laughs> the idea is that you're breathing in and out, you're getting rid of the carbon dioxide, you're taking in more oxygen, and then your blood gets saturated with oxygen, and you're able to hold your breath longer. And so the first day, I think I got up to maybe 28 seconds by the third attempt. I don't even think I did the third attempt on the first day. It was so much oxygen, it was so uncomfortable that I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta give myself a break, I gotta come back to this. The second day, I got as high as 42 seconds, 
of holding my breath. And yesterday, I started off, I had, I think it was like a 42 second hold, and it was a minute 10, and then I made the full minute and 30 seconds. And it's really remarkable. Um, I'm going to keep doing that, and I'm going to report on how that's going here. But just in three days, I pushed my body to the point where I can actually hold my breath for 30 seconds if I do this breathing exercise. And that has relieved so much anxiety, and it's helped me think a little bit better. And it just shows me that the, the limits that we put on ourselves are not limits that we have to completely agree with forever. And I'll have the link to that video if you want to check it out. Do 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 be careful because you don't want to be doing this while you're driving or flying or anything where you're operating a vehicle. It says that in the video, but I just want to warn you. I think it's worth investigating into before you jump into this, but oxygen is super important. Making sure that your body has all the resources it needs to think clearly, to analyze, to go through life. And that's one of the pieces that I'm working on to help get me through the day and, and, and this kind of stuff, right? Um, these walks are great, but if I can also work my lungs and my breathing, I talked about this the, the last walk talk, you know, I've broken ribs, so a lot of scar tissue and sometimes I shallow breathe just because of that and the breathing already started to uh, I'm able to breathe better so there's, there's a lot of new things out there and I love that Wim Hof is using this scientifically and going to the researchers and having it done the correct way I think it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing that he's showing people the true potential that we all have. And I hope I get to talk to him one day about that. But oxygen, super important. Even someone like myself who destroyed their lungs, smoking as much as I did. There's things you can do so you don't have to... You don't have to tell yourself that you did that harm and there's no there's no coming back or you're this is how it is there are things out there there are things you can try definitely do your research definitely look into it but at the end of the day there's different things maybe things out of the box that we can do to make our lives better and just live better than we are now so that's it that's spacewalk and talk number two let me know what you think if you've heard of Wim Hof, or if you'd like to learn more about how fighter pilots and astronauts have to go through similar training, I think that's something we'll have to dive into here real soon. But that's it. Be well. Spread love. Spread science. I'll talk to you next time.